Have you not seen that trend on TikTok? Abby, you're not narrowing it down. Have I not seen that trend on TikTok? Trends are literally TikTok. I'm about to tell you what trend. (laughs) Have you not seen that trend on TikTok where people are kind of rapping a story? They're like, one thing about me. I'm the baddest in town. Yeah, so they change. They change the lyrics and they tell a story and most oh. of them are like pretty bad as I'm sure mine would be if I attempted it. But some of them are like pucker, like the sound, the timing is perfect. Pucker. I think you should do it. One thing about me that you may not know, I've got no shoes on right now because I'm going with the flow. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that was totally improv. And you can be kind of slutty, though. You're not a hoe. (laughs) Do you know what? That reminds me of um, a story I need to tell you, but, like, let's just do the intro first, so. I need to tell you what happened this week because I'm I'm not slutty. I know you're not. I was. You're not at all. I received something in the post today. What did you receive? I did the weirdest thing. So I feel like this might be helpful for some other people to know, but I cannot wait to hear your reaction to what I did. Okay, so (laughs) last week they announced that they were offering free STI tests in Ireland. And you just apply and they send it to you. In the post. So I got one. (laughs) Because sometimes it's nice to know that you're going to do really well in a test before you take it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what's involved, like, in this test? What do you have to do? We open it. Yeah, So for anyone in Ireland that... uh, I think it's just so good because it's really good to keep on top of these things. And obviously, safe sex is recommended on the ideal, but uh, it doesn't always happen that way. So in real life, it's nice to know that. Okay, so you get your STI test kit. Okay, it includes a blood sample tube and a vaginal swab. Uh, Obviously, that would be different if you click male on the option. You've got... Ooh rectal and throat obviously not to be confused with the same swab um it's one first exactly it gives you a lovely little diagram including a picture of a vajayjay which looks nothing like one. Oh yeah okay what do you have to do what's involved in the rectal Woo! swab well i don't know because i don't know why it says rectal, rectal when nothing else is. hang on okay so i've got a blood sample thing. I've done these before. Uh, they're actually quite painful. But like, Is this the one where you pick no your finger and then you have to kind of try and squeeze the yeah, out on those? Except they're not like standard, the kind of pinpricks that you see in a diabetes test, for example. They're quite long blades as opposed to like 
pin-shaped heads. And so it is actually a bit sore afterwards, but it's like nothing compared to not doing it, you know, any of these tests. But okay, so you do the blood test. So if you're a bit squeamish, you might need someone to help you because you basically pinprick and then you uh, squeeze some blood out into a tube. Um, But we can all crack on with that. Then you, I've got a vaginal swab that I take out of a tube, shove up the vajayjay, give it a little twizzle, put it back in the tube. Oh, it already has a sticker on it. Oh, that's why, because it's the remaining. Okay, so I don't need to do rectal or throat because that's why they're still on that. So they've already put my sticker on. So I do blood and I do vaginal and then I put it in this prepaid envelope and I send it off and I get my test results. That's brilliant. Within... Within three days, I think, is something that it says somewhere. Anyway, I'll get my test results. So that's a really good thing for people in Ireland to know. I'm sure they possibly have something similar in England, which is where most of our listeners are from. But, yeah, I suppose I'll just I'll take the test. I'll wait for the results and I'll let you all know. I don't think we do have anything similar. Not a home kit. No. Um, <clears throat> I think it's probably still make an appointment with your GP surgery, get down there, they'll do it. However, I love this this uh, this kit. It's a fantastic initiative. And considering the majority of appointments now in the UK are phone appointments, it would make perfect sense to shift to these phone tests. Yeah, that you basically, and it's free. Like you just go onto a website and fill out your details and they send it. It's good to keep on top of these things. And so everyone, particularly, I feel like it's like when you get, when you have any concerns at all, it's just nice to have these things checked off because you can just breathe easy knowing that you're, that was a 100%. bad point. 100%. Take care of your health, sexual health included. Take care of yourselves. We should all be getting ourselves tested. If we're sexually active, we should be getting ourselves tested more generally as well. Regular appointments, regular checkups. I, um, <clears throat> so my brother is a doctor as anyone who's been listening from the beginning will know and I had to message him last night because I had a slightly embarrassing problem now I have a record and a bit of a history of messaging my brother weird and awkward medical questions just to try and get a rise out of him and also for content for the podcast so I had to preface this message by saying this is not for the podcast this is genuine <laughs> and How and basically know? my digestive system has not been great lately now this is not this is nothing new um i have very sensitive gut but i've been really really gassy lately <laughs> way more than usual and jen you know that that that's quite a bit. If I'm saying way more than usual, that's a lot of gas. Yeah. So I had to message um, my brother for some medical advice last night. And I'm very, very grateful to have him there as a resource. Yeah, I think you're really lucky. We've asked him some weird questions. Have you got any... So I was thinking about this. I don't have a lot of shame when going to the doctors or anything. I don't... I. Honestly, I don't get embarrassed very easily. And I was trying to recall any time I have been embarrassed or really awkward 
going to a to see a doctor about something. And do you have a couple? Do you have any embarrassing stories? I didn't feel amazing about Tilly. That's understandable. I, I didn't. But I, I also, I go into the whole fake it till you make it mode. At the end of the day, I'm sitting in a doctor's office and it's a doctor. You're a doctor for a reason. So for for those of you that haven't been listening since the beginning, Tilly was my skin tag that um, I named <laughs> because she was on my JJ, like on the outside. And what I, I hadn't noticed and the, and the skin tag had gotten quite long. Um, and it just got to be something that I was like, okay, you can't stay anymore. Sorry. And I had one on my eye as well. Um, and so I went to the doctor and basically said, look, how do you get rid of skin tags? And he said, well, I, I can do them here. And I said, okay. And he said, where are we looking at? And I said, well, I've got a couple on my neck. And I said, I've got one on my, my eye. And I said, and I've got one down there. And he went down where? And I was like, <laughs> on my bits and he went oh okay he said on the undercarriage on the undercarriage right okay can I just ask how close is it to the front now because there's pretty critical material in the front part and is it and I'm going no it's further on the back near my leg and he was like okay fine he said I'm gonna organize a nurse to be here next time and he said we'll do it on the next appointment we'll freeze it off we'll organize a nurse so to be honest with you the worst part about that experience was not telling the doctor was not the fact that he was about to freeze a little skin tag off my vajayjay. It was actually the nurse that had to legally stand there and watch the whole thing. <laughs> you know, because she's just... I'm like, no, there. no, I don't want a chaperone, please. I don't need more people in the room. <laughs> no, like, it's just, yeah, well, kind of. And then, and then it got even worse because she helped me find it. Because I'm there shuffling about trying to see where this thing is to get it ready for him to come in and freeze off. And she's like, oh, no, a little bit low. And I'm going, what are you doing here? Why, why, why do you have to stand there and monitor? And she just stood against a counter and looked at me, legs spread, and him with a frozen thing, cryo canister, going... (laughs) And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And he had said to me then that the chances were I was going to have to have a second one. And I was like, (laughs) I'm good. Um, Luckily, the, the... Tilly fell off about a week, 10 days later, completely. So I don't need to. R.I.P. Tilly. Bye bye, Tilly. Good riddance. That that kind of springs to mind straight away. I think when I was younger, the idea of going in for STI checks, anything fallout from sex was incredibly uncomfortable. And that was mainly to do with, unfortunately, the way it was made to be by, by doctors and nurses in this country. I think an awful lot has changed and it's great. Yeah, and wider yeah. sort of culture and <clears throat> yeah, we media an and awful, social as well. It was like it was an awful way yeah, of, of shaming people. It was an awful way of like I, I remember there being this thing around. I I actually remember going to get the morning after pill for a friend. Um, I hadn't even had sex, but she was so in a, in a tizzy and stuck in work. Um, and so I'm knowing what this is and what it's for and what the situation is and and how unfortunate and accidental it was and how much of a an upset it was causing her and how much stress it was causing and so I was like yeah okay um this is the responsible thing to do 
And so I went and I got absolutely bollocked. Like really? Just yeah, it was. Do you understand what you were doing? Do you understand the dangers? Do you understand what you're choosing to do here? And I had to just sit there the whole time and go, yeah, because obviously I wasn't going to turn around and say it's not actually for me. I've never had sex, but um. This was, was forgetting really the morning after pill. Which forgetting is, the morning after pill. Like you said, it is the responsible, the responsible thing, thing. I mean, we were do. we were seventeen, maybe eighteen, um, and and it was it was an accident. Not that that fucking matters, to be honest. It's a choice, yeah. but uh, it's that it's that whole mentality. Thank God it's shifted because because the idea that I would even have to be there it's difficult it's a difficult thing to do and it's a difficult thing to to go through and in, in whether it's logistically or emotionally it's a difficult thing to do the idea that somebody on the on the power end would would make it more difficult I remember just thinking I don't like this feeling this is really uncomfortable and so from from then on although it was kind of it was weighted in the air anyway from then on I, I remember there being a shame attached to anything that you want to do responsibly around sex. It's all that. It's about questioning. So, yeah, Wait. anything to do with it is that area, but I don't really remember anything. <gasps> Again, that area, now it's come back to me, sorry. Bacterial vaginosis. Oh, that was the worst. Have you ever had bacterial vaginosis? Yeah, I have once. And you know about it, it because I was like, it was the first time I'd had it. And yes. I freaked out. And then you, and you like, asked okay. me and I've yep. had it. Yes. It, it's an awful experience for anyone that ever goes through anything where they're like, there's a smell that they cannot explain. And, and, and it's, it's pungent. Um, with kind of symptoms around similar to thrush or possibly even, um, STI. UTI. No, UTI. Thank you. I was going to say mm. STI again. Those symptoms mix, but it's the smell part. I remember feeling awful and and really embarrassed about that one. And it was caused by using too much soap down there. Go figure. Yeah, it's really, really common and nothing to be ashamed of because we all, all of us women go for it at some point, um, as I learned when I got it. And I think that, you know, going back to what you were saying before about the shame and everything, I really, there really, really needs to be a shift Mm. in um female healthcare, mm. there needs to be a massive shift on how we are treated um on the research that goes around female care like that you and i have both had cervical biopsies right yes were you given any pain medication prior to your biopsy no no nor I was i was nor was i it is an uncomfortable procedure yeah, you are literally having um, part of your internal um, organs, your cervix, removed surgically, mm-hmm. and you are not anesthetized. Uh, this is the case for many uh, procedures that women that typically women undertake. People with uterus is uteri. Yeah. People with uteri, um, <clears throat> including having a um, uh, what's it called a quill fitted what's the, what's yes the, it is right? a this is not done. or an iud iud thank you this is not done under anesthetic it is incredibly painful so i had one fitted before i had kids i was young um 
I had an IUD uh, fitted and it was uh, marina coil. So it had like the slow release hormone. Now, I was living in the Middle East. I was living in Dubai at the time. And uh, this was a private healthcare clinic. I went to Mm. see the nurse. She explained to me the procedure, what she was going to do. Um, She then, when they were locating the coil that they were going to insert, told me that they couldn't find the smallest coil. So they were going to go for the next one. They wanted to give me the smallest because I had not had children at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, It was agony. It was absolute agony. I ended up going back a few days later to have it removed because I basically started having contractions. My body was trying to expel this. Most most pain I'd ever experienced. Um, I was bleeding very, very heavily. And then later on when I did have children, I realized that the pain that I was experiencing with the coil was very similar to that of labor pains or some people extreme period pain, which is another thing that is ignored is the intensity of menstrual cramps for many women, but embarrassing ones. So this is actually following up from the cervical thing, right? Because I had a scare. Yeah. And um, I had been, this was when I was living in France and I had uh, a real scare and very, very regular tests and checkups for for a, quite some time, for a couple of years. And then I moved back to the UK from France, and they didn't have any of my medical records from France. So I booked myself in for um, for my pap smear. And I had all the context of all of the fear of the, um, mm. the smear test results before mm. the biopsies and everything like that. Um, but the, the doctors and nurses here had none of that record. So I kind of gave them a brief, like this history. Yeah. And then I had my smear. And the nurse who did my smear told me that I had a very healthy looking cervix. Now, my reaction to this, being told this, was ecstasy i was i was absolutely (laughs) thrilled she could have been telling me i just won the lottery yeah so i had a very over over the top reaction oh thank (laughs) you so much that's so nice to hear and really really going for it and this poor nurse was looking at me like obviously feeling slightly uncomfortable like i was (laughs) not I'm not like complimenting you. I'm not commenting on the looks of you. I'm just saying it's healthy, you know, like chill out, girl. Like don't get carried away. Um, and that was slightly embarrassing because she just looked incredibly uncomfortable at that point. But I was like, Phew. couldn't have been better. I, I had quite a pervy thing said to me. No, what I've did you told, have? Well, I've been told in two separate occasions. One, because... um similarly to you so I I was I ended up being diagnosed with polycystic ovaries and endometriosis over over time although the polycystic ovaries seem to be removed um or reverted or remissioned I don't know what the way you say that is actually <laughs> but uh it's it causes it doesn't cause me any any trouble at the moment please god that continues um however I had had like you lots of t- and I think that's possibly where it gets to a stage where there's a shift 
a combination of two things happen. It's like a mixture of don't actually go anywhere near me down there ever again. Anyone at all, just get away from me. And Asher, look at everyone seeing it by now. Yeah, like, it. like it's a bit of both, you know, depends on the day. Um, especially when you go through so many of these tests and whatever, like I am an absolute pro for dressing for smear tests at this stage. So if it's cold, you wear tights and if it's not, you don't, but you always wear skirts and not dresses because they may need to check your breasts, in which case a dress becomes really awkward. But if you wear a skirt and a top, you can get easy access with some cover up and and, and, um, comfort with both. So that's my top tip for going for any of these tests. And so you get so used to just, yeah, it's fine, whatever. And I was told that in one appointment, I was told I had a textbook vagina. And I did not understand what that meant until I left and realized how creepy that is. And then the second one was that I had acute cervix. I thought she was saying acute cervix, like there's something, that's a disease. Yeah, that's acute. (laughs) Acute cervix. And I was like, no, she actually suggested I had acute cervix while searching for the smallest beak. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think she was trying to be nice about the fact that like... It's like having surgery. She had to get the really small little thing. And it's like, well, I haven't had... Yeah. yeah. It's a bit like following on from last week's episode of... of, Or a couple of weeks ago's episode of Jeffrey Darmer. (laughs) You've got cute internal organs. I've been watching <laughs> that now. Have you? Yeah, I'm. I think I'm on episode seven. It's hardcore. My God, how have you done that? Um, just literally like tunnel Gumption. vision. Like, let's just do it. Get it done. Alan has absolutely Dude, hated it. He's been really suffering. My husband has been really, really suffering for it. He hates it. He wants to switch it off. And the thing is, I'll just do it. I'll put it on. And I'll keep it playing. Like, I'll just run through episodes. Um, you know, like, TV in the evenings isn't supposed to be like that, right? What's it supposed to be like? Well, I didn't realise there were rules. No, there are no rules, but it's just like, if it's that much of a torture situation where you have to talk yourself through it and your husband is is tortured also, maybe it's just like, No, because you know what? He, <clears throat> he makes a mistake. I'm half watching it. As I like watch pretty much anything, unless it's an amazing film that really has me engrossed, I'm half watching the TV and half on my phone. And my husband's doing exactly the same thing. He doesn't say anything until I get to the point where either I say, right, I'm going to bed. And he'll go, oh, thank God, I can put something else on. This is so depressing. And, and he, so he hasn't said anything up until this point. <laughs> or like an episode comes, like, to the end and he's like oh can we maybe watch something else now because you know it's like depressing but he he won't ever say anything during that's polite he's suffering in silence i appreciate that's his silent suffering i never suffer in silence no you do not vocal yeah yeah even when i'm not suffering i will moan very (laughs) as much as possible (laughs) i'm such a martyr no hard Life's so tough. <laughs> Getting back into that. <laughs> I'm destined for a life of nothingness. It's like the phone calls. I feel one coming on soon. It's winter. 
It's going to happen. It is. Winter is coming. coming. Brace yourself. There'll be a moment where someone, whoever whoever gets there first, will be uh, crying on the bathroom floor. <laughs> it's just part of being a grown up, isn't it? Who's it gonna Having be? tantrums with your bestie. I think I'm 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 coming up. You're due one. one. I am due yeah. one. Yeah. You haven't I had, had one for a while. I've had little mini meltdowns, but not the not the teary tantrums. No. No, I haven't actually had one for We're a while. We're both due. Uh oh. <laughs> actually I had one There's on Saturday. So yeah. I did. I didn't but get not a phone with call. you. You didn't get a phone call. It's like Saturday night, um, and I was a uh, oh woe is me. Life is shit. It's meaningless. I have so many regrets. I've made so many mistakes, and I was vocalizing this to my poor, long suffering husband, and <laughs> saying, <laughs> "What you said? My life I'm, has I'm so no many... meaning. <laughs> I've so many regrets. I only exist." To serve others. <laughs> it had been a long day. I was tired. Kids had been yeah. playing up. I was really feeling sorry for myself. And I laid it on thick. Thick. Necessary. And yeah, I cried. I cried. <laughs> In fact, I I come into the room teary and then sat down on the sofa and I've done the whole silent thing where I was sort of like <laughs> wiping my eyes and everything and my husband was saying what's wrong and I'm like nothing nothing <laughs> god I'm so annoying sometimes and then I felt so much better afterwards and I said I'm sorry I was just feeling a little stressed and he went yeah I know <laughs> yeah I think it's it's so important though like there's just there's a gorgeous safetyness in in that I'm just gonna melt down here I'm just gonna have a little wobble and then and then it's done like there's so many people I think that fear that either being present for it or having it that it's like it's all right it's totally normal that we absolutely lose our shit sometimes um it's absolutely normal that we want to cry it's just how much you spiral into that place and how quickly you get yourself out of it. Because it's always that thing. I love the saying of, I, I can I can go to those dark places. I'm just going to, I'm not going to unpack and live there. You know, yeah. like you can go to those places and go, ah, and then it's like, right, get out. You know? I've never heard that before, but I like it. I'm not going to unpack I like to, there. you know, put my head around the door. Yeah. Have a little wander around. Sometimes it's necessary. I feel like sometimes there's a little bit of organisation that also happens as a result. Are you alright, Abs? Yeah, so coccyx. Can I make a suggestion on why you're farting so much? Why? Because uh, yes, for see. the same for the same reason that I would too, you've just you've mentioned to me how much dal you're eating. Lentils <laughs> does that. I'm not eating that much. I'm talking like once a week. That's still quite a lot of lentils. No, it's I like don't think I do lentils once a week. But you know how many chickpeas I eat? Chickpeas are different to lentils for me. If I eat lentils, I am I, I'm like a I'm like a helium balloon. I, mm, I feel myself be. like I feel the gassiness. I is quite intense. It could be that I feel like I feel like the dates don't align. I feel like this this whole <laughs> flatulence <laughs> issue has been more recent. Whereas okay. the lentil consumption 
has been going on for like maybe it's just reached a crescendo maybe it has maybe it's built up like i'm just gonna i'm gonna spontaneously combust aren't i jen what was the and then that's gonna have to be my epitaph she is spontaneously combusted due to lentil overconsumption her best friend warned her but she was angry birds she just loved that doll too much birds do that they just blow up you know what i had to do i have a favorite pair of pajama bottoms they're so nice these pajama bottoms so i have worn them out and been complimented on them they're just like this black satin i know which ones you're talking about yeah i love them right so i put them on the other day I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to put my nice ones on. I'm feeling good. The hole in the ass them. It wasn't just the hole in the ass. How do you know this? So let's tell you about it. No, I just guessed. Okay, so, yeah, well, you guessed Hello. well. It's true. But it, it goes further than that. There were two holes. And I'm not talking about little holes, Jen. I'm talking about, like, gaping big. Like, like this is a double fire, ex- double fire escape door, you know, kind of, like, Exit only. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> like, it was big. It was like a lot of people well, come through here in the in case of emergency. There were two of them. Right. There were two holes in my favourite pyjamas. There was one at the front, right? Like, p- perfectly positioned for front access. I was like, oh, that's a shame. Can I get away with it? I am, after all, just in the house, like, chilling. So I'm kind of moving around a bit and I realized that now you can basically see like all of my pubic region my pubic <laughs> hair is like poking out <laughs> like it's like some little sort of furry winter feature and then so I'm like Jesus I didn't realize that this was here um I start to try to get a full kind of uh you know so I can landscape the situation right so i'm having a look at this i'm like how big is this hole can i repair it everything i've got another one around the back (laughs) massive (laughs) i don't know what they seem to spontaneously appear the two of them so yeah that was sad that was a that was so was it R.I.P. PJs or? Uh, no, it was. A, I'm going to pull out the sewing machine and, and try to salvage this. Um, oh, wow. I did a double seam, but I don't know how long it's going to last, Jen, if I keep eating lentils. I don't know many people that have farted their way through trousers. To be fair, I'm not sure that I did actually fart my way through them. Um, well. But I'm not ruling it out. No, I don't think we can. <laughs> Beautiful. Do you want to hear something really funny? Yes. So, you know the way I always confuse words and what they mean and like either make up my own word or make up my own meaning to a word? Yeah, sometimes you do. Yeah. Not that But fun. like, it's kind of a combination of sometimes it's two different languages uh, and I say that because it sounds way cooler than me just being stupid. <clears throat> and other times it's, I just don't know, or I, I, I like making up words. So my mom came in to me this morning and I'm, I've been trying to find this since. And I don't know if I'm going to. She basically said that there is some kind of website that we need to find that tells the story of words that people have 
added new meaning to or a completely different meaning to (laughs) or a different explanation for. And the one she gave me was a limp is a leg with a lisp. Is that true? No. (laughs) (laughs) How can a leg have a lisp? (laughs) It's what somebody else described a limp to mean. I love it. it Isn't that sense. brilliant? It's brilliant. It just made me laugh so much because it's like, what's a li- what's a limp? Well, it's a leg with a lisp. It sounds like it's- <laughs> it sounds like something a kid would say, and it's beautiful. And I was I wondering it. if you've ever come across, particularly because you've got two kids, any really funny ways that they either said words or explained words or. Yeah, anyone else that has any, please write them in because they're my new favourite things of like, confuse words are confusing. Oh, <clears throat> Max comes out with them all the time. Um, I have to stop recording them because yeah. I get some real corkers from him. He was very angry going to school the other day. He didn't want to go and he was very angry with his teachers for no reason in particular, just having a bad day. We all have them. Um, and he was raging while we were walking to school, and he was describing his teachers as Neanderthals. Um, <laughs> and I was in stitches. <laughs> so also, uh, he's very, very cute when he's angry. Um, yes. If you laugh at him, he gets furious. Absolutely. He's very proud. So yeah. you, you try not to do it, but I couldn't help it. It was hilarious. <laughs> I said, why, why, uh, why, do you, why are they Neanderthals? He said, well, because Neanderthals had big teeth, big noses, and big ears. And my teachers have those. Oh. He said, and they weren't very good at communication, which is why they um, ended up losing to the Homo sapiens, because they weren't able to organize themselves into groups. And he went on to describe, I was like, how the hell does this kid know? This is amazing. He is actually reading a book on it at the moment, which is how he knows. The fact that he was describing his teachers this way, I just... <laughs> Absolutely. It's not only impressive that he's using that word to describe them, but it's that he's using that word and backing it up. Yeah. I'm backing it up with You know, you wanna know why? Things. It's like those moments with most kids that you turn around and say, Well, do you know what that word means? Why are they that? And they're like, No, they just are. It's just whereas Max will say, Well, l- allow me to elaborate. <laughs> elaborate. Thank you for asking. It is because da 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 beautiful. <laughs> Easy knowing whose kitty is, right? Yeah. <laughs> In those moments when you see your little person, this little human that you created, can you like do you look at it and go, Oh, I made you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'd like I'm like, yeah, man. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> This is like the ultimate achievement. Not only can you make the argument, you can own the argument. Drop the mic and walk out, kid. (laughs) I remember I worked for a family in London and the little boy was in the kitchen and his job every night was to uh, set the table. And he was only maybe five. but He was this tiny, tiny little thing. Small for his age. And this beautiful curly hair. He his job was to set the table and that was his job every night. So he was sent in to set the table and there was a drawer that was at his level that he could pull out and that had all the kids' cutlery in it. And 
depending obviously what you're eating, you take out different cutlery. So we had taught him the whole way around like, this is what we use for soup. This is what we use for this. And he's learned this over time with me. But he's in the kitchen and I'm in the other room and all I hear is, Jenny, do we need a fucking knife or a fucking spoon? And I went, what? (laughs) We need a fucking knife or a fucking spoon. (laughs) I I got myself in such a tizzy. I had to keep getting him to repeat it while I videoed because he was genuinely like... When do you hear it? Say, normally it's a knife and fork, right? But it was a little accent. It was, fucking knife or fucking spoon. <laughs> oh my God, that's cute. That's gorgeous. I love gorgeous. it. So I just couldn't stop laughing and he didn't get it. So he just stood there looking at me going, what is wrong with you? That's so sweet. Yeah, very cute. There was some very cute moments with, with little people. I remember I the one when Lily was tiny. And, oh, God, this was terrible. So I had, um, <clears throat> like, my mother-in-law was visiting, some of her friends, several, like, older, all, like, you know, very lovely and everything like that. And they'd come to visit me. Um, and <clears throat> I think I just had Max. So Lily was, like, two, basically. Mm-hmm. And she comes into the, like, walks into the living room where we're all sitting, all these these very... Um, very chic, very civilized uh, ladies having a nice little chat. She comes in, hands on hips. She walks into the center of the room. She goes, <gasps> and she goes, "Where are my fucking raisins?" <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> That's beautiful. How bad is it? But how funny is it when kids swear? <laughs> It was so funny. I was like, You're mortified. Oh no. (laughs) It's like those moments when you turn around and go, Don't say it, don't fucking swear. (laughs) (laughs) Um there was another another one where a little girl came home and we'd brought her shoe shopping. And she really couldn't pick which shoes she wanted. She didn't really like either, but they were school shoes. And so she got home and she put the shoes on to admire in the mirror because there's just something about new shoes and this about three maybe because she was going to school uh four then uh and she's looking at herself in the mirror and out of nowhere she's turning and goes should have taken the other fucking pair Honestly, it comes into my mind. It was a relation. It comes into my mind every time that story of like when you have a choice between two things and you choose one thing and you're thinking to yourself, I should have took the other way or I should have I should have gone the other way or whatever. I, I just think I should have taken the other fucking pair. <laughs> Isn't it? I love it. Oh yeah, please write us your stories if your kids have said anything. I was a oh, I was yeah, a demon for that. that kind of stuff. I really want to hear those stories. I was a demon for that stuff apparently because I was um I I, I was always amazed and always delighted with the wonders of the world and the people that were in it. And my mom didn't drive, so we used to get the bus everywhere. And I got her into serious trouble on the bus multiple times, apparently. One that she talks about regularly. Uh, which was that I was on the bus with her and this man got on and he had absolutely enormous ears and he sat down and like so much so that people kind of double took this whoa like 
sat down and I was quiet. And my mom was thinking because I was the kind of person that would vocalize anything. And still am. And uh, she's looking at me going, oh, God, she's seen a God. And she thought she got away with it. And next thing you know, I stood up and went, oh, mom, doesn't that man have lovely ears? <gasps> oh, that's so sweet. Oh, yeah. what went wrong? And another, then another time, another wrong. time, this woman kept buzzing the buzzer to get off the bus. And, and she was saying, I, I need to get off. I need to get off. And apparently I stood up and said, excuse me, could you let that lady off the bus? She needs a wee. <laughs> she needs a wee. She needs a wee. Oh, I love these stories. Please, yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything funny. Your write, kids in, write in some more. Them. We'll do a whole episode on that. Oh, I'd love to yeah. Hear. Either stories that of, of when you said something really uncomfortable when you've mixed up words. Do either of your kids say any words right now that are like the meaning for cool or whatever that we're like, that we never used? What's no, the, but they like burn, burn, as in like, burn. like you know, she'll, in, she'll give you an insult and she's like, burn, mom. Oh, like you, you got burned. burned. Yeah. You burned. <laughs> she's actually really good at it. She's really, really good. Like that girl, she can bring me down. <laughs> what was the thing you sent me a video recently of her explaining oh yeah what was oh, that oh a what is that word a um the sound thing <laughs> a, 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 a- ASMR. smr and she like, you sent me a video of her going this mom. is what it's called and that was so funny okay all right hilarious. Down with the cool kids we should get all them right. on the podcast what i said we should get them on the podcast I agree. I think that it will change the podcast considerably and we may have no listeners that want to listen to us anymore. That's true. Your daughter is way cooler than either of us will ever be. It, yes, that is and also long true. may that continue. Power to the strong girls. Power to the force within. Right. On that note, I think we're done. We are. Thank thanks you for listening. listening. And seriously, thanks you. so much for any comments, any messages, any anything you send us. Uh, I've had a week of... I'm going to quit it all. I don't <laughs> want to do it anymore. Please just give me a sign. Give me a sign of any description to show me that I am actually a creative. And um, <laughs> you guys have, have been my sign, whether it's comments on social media or a lovely girl walking up to me the other day saying, I feel like if you had a podcast, I'd listen to it. And then proceeding to show me that she had actually got this podcast on her list. And... I can't tell you how much that meant to me, truly. I also um, appreciate what you said about the fact that I have a resting bitch face and then I'm actually surprisingly friendly. <laughs> Likewise, the comments on TikTok are amazing, so keep them coming. Um, please do send us messages, anything you'd like us to talk about or any kind of funny stories you have. or Stories at noonaskpod.com. So send us them via that, via TikTok, or via Instagram. Wherever, wherever you want to find us, we will be found. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Abby. Bye. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.